Hey, this is Allison. And this is Britt. These are the true stories about the good, the bad, and the funny. Shared by you, but told by us. This is GabFest. Okay, we are back with our Halloween episodes continuing. Scary, but not scary. But yes, scary. Scary in the moment turned out to be fine. Yeah. Stories. And you know what? Like, I think everybody's had these. We are just so happy to be continuing this and we hope you're having a fun and spooky Halloween. Yeah. And enjoying all the fall things, y'all. Let's get to it. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, you know, we were talking about the men that have to go in and check things out. I don't envy them Mm -mm. whatsoever, but I do envy their false sense of safety. (laughs) Well, this girl was living in an apartment with about five other girls. And, um, they had a door that would just, it just didn't, you know how sometimes in the cold and in the heat, it just, the, the yeah, light, it doesn't line up. Uh-huh. It, like, and so open. a wind, the wind would gust and maybe kind of blow it open. Yeah. hate that yeah. for her. I hate that I hate for that. And yeah, I hate that for myself. So, they had come home one night and the door was open and they were kind of like, well, not totally abnormal. Yeah. That happens. The wind. Mm-hmm. So they close it. They decide to sit in the living room and they sit and they're sitting in there. Well, suddenly... From the back bedroom, they oh. hear this like bang, <gasps> and then like f- uh, 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 steps. <gasps> and so she was like, "Okay, was <laughs> the wind?" So they go running out to the street. Yeah, it happens to be like a guy and a girlfriend walking, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Um, we need help. We need help. Someone's <laughs> in our apartment." So she, he's just standing there, and her, the girlfriend's like, "Go, go help him!" And he kind of looks at her like. Want to, you know, I don't know these people. We could have been on any other sidewalk, right? Dang it. So he's like, okay. So he starts like going in, and they're all out in the out in the sidewalk with with the girlfriend, you know, and and she and he gets in there, like boom, you know, opens the door, and he comes out, and he's like, um, so this is what happened. Okay, so they had an air mattress that on the floor that somebody was sleeping. Okay, and it was partially like deflated okay, as they always are right no matter how much <laughs> if you, you can send up. me the link to an air mattress <laughs> that you will not be encapsulated in by the morning <laughs> i will give you a hundred dollars just kidding but anyway a whiteboard had been kind of sitting up in one of like the window sills or something okay. it fell it hit the partially inflated <laughs> like air mattress this is like mousetrap yes yes <laughs> that's a great visual and so it made like the like a big mm-hmm. poppy kind of uh-huh. noise and then I guess it was sort of partially rolled up. Now, so then it unrolled. So it was like, going. So that's why it was like thud footsteps. Oh my God. Yeah. And so then she's like, we felt so stupid because that guy came out and was like, it was your whiteboard and air mattress booby trap situation, you know, in there or whatever. And they were like, sorry. Well, thank you, sir. Yeah. And I was like, actually, don't be embarrassed. He was probably wildly thrilled yeah. that it was a whiteboard because he uh-huh. just had to go into a stranger's house potentially getting killed <laughs> he was probably like it's fine yeah Don't be embarrassed <laughs> thank goodness yeah. i'm so happy it was a whiteboard mm-hmm. oh, inanimate objects can stir up some trouble whether it's fifi the vacuum cover right. or a mylar balloon in or- a fan or you know <laughs> well again this girl's husband was working the late shift she's home yep. alone mm-hmm. two kids noted she's also eight months pregnant and it's around 11 o'clock. Let me just say that hormones, pregnancy hormones do come into play quite a bit with this one. But okay. anyway, she was sitting on the couch and she hears a loud bang 
and apparently sounded like someone like bumped into their garbage can that's like right by the side door. Okay. So she starts to freak out and she's wondering like, is someone trying to break in? And she can't see anything out the window. And so her thoughts are like, how in the world am I going to fight this person <laughs> off and protect my other kids? I'm eight months pregnant right, and yeah. I'm to like sneak out of here quickly. I'm <laughs> like run, waddling. Run. <laughs> right. Yeah. So she ends up calling her husband and he's like, I can't get home for at least an hour. Oh no. So he's like, if you really don't know, call 911. Uh-huh. But instead he's like, I can call my friend though and he can come over. Yeah. So he calls his friend and he's, and his friend gets over there within a few minutes and starts checking around the house. When he comes in, he tells her, so your kids like plastic basketball hoop, <laughs> like the Fisher Price ones, yeah. like blew over in the wind. Oh, no. And he's like, and she kind of was standing there and he goes, are you okay? <laughs> And she just loses oh, it and starts oh, to no. ball. Oh, no. And she said he was the nicest friend because he just pulled her in Aww. and hugged her <laughs> while she cried and cried. Oh, and no. I'm like, what is it about you're holding it together just fine. You're able to hold your emotions back. Uh-huh. But if somebody asks you if you're okay, simply, uh-huh. are you okay? Or heaven forbid, gives you a hug. <laughs> it is like the floodgates are open. And you're like, no, okay. yes. And so she just cried in his arms. And her husband's friends. Arms. They they got to like a new friendship yeah. level that night. Not in a creepy way, just like no. in a very nice, sweet yeah, way. Yeah, they have a, they have they've got some trauma bond yeah. going on mm-hmm. there. Well, yeah, I feel like inanimate objects. I mean, any like when your mind is there, it's just anything is like going to spook you. Yep. Um, this girl said. She and her brother were walking to elementary school and it was only about three blocks away, but we're going to set the scene. It was early. Mm-hmm. It was before, like it was dark because they had to go to early morning choir practice. Mm-hmm. So it was eerie. And as they were walking along and it was just her and her little brother, she saw something in the distance on the sidewalk moving just ever so slightly, okay. but it was dark colored and it was like hunched down. And you know, she was like, what, what could it be? Mm-hmm. Could it be a murderer? Is it a bear? She finally was like, yeah, it's a bear. <laughs> but it wasn't like walking or anything like that. It was just moving ever so slightly. Like, mm-hmm. and so they're frozen in fear and they don't know what to do. They've got to get to choir practice. And so finally they get the courage to like walk past it and they turn, got a little closer. It was a garbage bag left out on the side back. Yes. Just weirdly lit by like the early morning sun. And if it's shaped or blowing it's in a sh- certain Yeah, way. it was probably like moving a little bit yeah. with like the breeze. So it probably looked like it was like hunched over something that was mm-hmm. breathing. And right. Well, that's <laughs> they the almost missed choir practice over that trash bag. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot. Those demerits. <laughs> you know, we, we've talked about when a stranger calls multiple times. I don't know why, but I think it's because it just hits really real to a lot of us. Mm-hmm. And and back in the day, like some of these things don't seem scary now to kids these days because mm-hmm. they didn't know home lines and that sort of thing. They yeah, used like, to use I'm- the phone, like on scream, they did it. Like uh-huh. they continue calling their phone. Uh-huh. Now you've got an iPhone. I mean, you could chuck that thing out the window and drive away and they wouldn't be able to find you. But like, this is your home line. Right. And, and there's like something about like the calls coming from inside the house. Right. Or even with scream, he's right outside the house. Mm-hmm. And, she, and she's like, I have a boyfriend, I have a boyfriend, like mm-hmm. and flirting and talking. And he's watching her the whole time. Yeah. Drew Barrymore. So anyway, this, this goes, 
along with the whole phone line thing. So this girl was probably like 12 or 13. So she was just old enough to be kind of staying home alone while her parents were gone, but they did have her older sister and husband kind of staying there just to kind of hold the fort down. Okay. So she had some friends over and they were all upstairs. Well, they had two phone lines. Okay. You felt pretty bougie if you had two phone lines, <laughs> didn't you? Yeah. So they had two phone lines and they were in upstairs hanging out and the phone rings and they, she looks at the caller ID, Google it. If you don't know what caller ID is <laughs> kids. And she sees that it's the basement number, number calling her upstairs. Yeah. They're supposed to be home alone right now. Her sister oh, and husband weren't home. Oh no. And so she's like, Oh my gosh. Right. And they all kind of are like, what? So she answers it. I mean, you got to figure out. And when she says hello, there was this voice that was like, who is this? Oh gosh. Like demon voice. Yes. No, so no, no, no. She freaks out. They, they freak out. One friend is out the door. Yeah. Like doesn't that wait. Would, that would have been me. Out the door. <sighs> and the other friends <laughs> are kind of sit, sitting there and like trying to analyze. And the one's like, well, I can't leave if there's someone in my house. And they're like, yes, yes you, you can. can. We mm-hmm. got to get out of here. <laughs> so they leave the house. And as they're on their way out, the sister and husband jump out from, oh. they had been hiding by the garage. They had snuck down in, uh, oh got in the basement word. phone and went outside oh and called word. them. You guys are the worst. Well, it's like, you're the one chaperoning these kids. Now you have to deal with jumpy it's crying sister that's girls. scared. <laughs> so mean. Well, that happened to me once. Um, we, like, like I said, our house alarm for some reason would like go yeah. off kind of willy nilly. And I remember I got home from school and I had turned the alarm off. But then for some reason, as I unloaded my backpack and all the stuff, it just started blaring. And that really just shakes you. Yeah. Like it, your, your adrenaline shoots up because you're like, Oh, emergency. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm, I, I finally get it turned back off and I'm panicked. Like, did someone come in right after me mm-hmm. as I was getting home from school? And so I get on the phone to call my friend and tell her, I'm like, something just happened. My alarm went off. I'm kind of freaked out. Well, like you were saying, you've got an upstairs phone and downstairs phone. So we had a a phone in our basement that was connected to the upstairs phone. So they're all in the same line as, and as I'm on the phone with my friend telling her what's happening, I hear buttons being pushed like from another receiver, like beep, boop, beep. And I was like, what's that? I said, is someone on your other line? She goes, no, I only have one phone on this line. And I just hang up, run out of my house, run to her house, which is like on the other side of the block. And I was like, someone was in my basement and they were pressing the buttons on that other line. Like they were listening in. And I was like beside myself come to find out because the alarm had gotten me this time guys, because the alarm had gotten triggered, the police like uh, tapped into our phone line. Oh. And it was them. Or were connecting. Connecting. And they were trying to connect to, to make sure everything was okay at the house. Right. And those beeping noises were like the police pat- patching in. Yeah. And I'm like, what? So it, like the, like, so I was so convinced there was someone in my basement that had set off the house alarm and I just hightailed it. And the police ended up having to come over <laughs> and we had to like check out our story. Cause they're like, you on the phone, you said someone was in the house. Right. Like they were like, we heard it cause we were patching in. And I was like, well, I was really scared cause you guys were you patching were the in. in the house <sighs> officer. Yeah. When we went on a date, um, to a mausoleum, if you don't know what that is, people are buried in walls. 
Yeah. And don't, isn't it like a funeral home? Yeah. Like they so it's do, a combination they of like, do a, like the, like a, um, what do they do all the embalming. They yeah, do yeah. all like the prep. So we had a guy friend whose dad worked there, was a mortician there. So we went and they set up a projector and we watched the ring inside the because. mausoleum. Also, now that I'm older, I'm like, that's disrespectful, but whatever. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, if your loved one were the one that were hanging out in the room next to the teenagers that were using this as out a- slash scared to death, you know, <laughs> screaming is like this anyway. So then at the end, the boy whose dad was a mortician was like, do you guys want to go on a tour? And we're all like, yeah, uh-uh. no, I don't. Sorry, so sir. We start going on a tour and he goes, I don't want to go to opens, take your daughter to work day. He Thanks. opens the door and goes. This is the embalming, embalming room. room. And we look and there is a body under the sheet. Oh my gosh. And we were guys. like, uh, and we all start to turn to leave. Cause we were like, this is a little much. Someone's body's in here. Well, guess what? The body popped up <laughs> out of the sheet and we were <gasps> crying At, as you should be. Mm-hmm. One girl was to the parking lot, like I, like teleported to the parking lot. <laughs> I was scrambling on my hands and knees up these <laughs> stairs, like just like nobody. I, I don't even know who's behind me, who's in front of me. It was every man for himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It was the guy's dad, the mortician uh, that worked there. That mm-hmm. when you've been doing that for too long, you got a sick sense of humor. I think. Okay. <laughs> Because, like, what the heck? And the girl that was already to the parking lot, well, and you're just, she could, didn't get to hear that it was not, not real. So she was still, like, so running still down the highway, down, just, yeah. distancing herself as much as she could. Yeah. Well, it depends. Like, if you have worked in that industry, and that's where you go every single day for your job. You get desensitized. You're desensitized, and mm-hmm. that place does not feel creepy to you. No. But guess who it feels creepy to? A 15-year-old girl. That has never been before and has just watched The Ring. Right. In that building. Right. And so then you're going to go ahead and take that to the next level. Mm-hmm. Good luck, man. Yeah. Like he just didn't, he didn't think that through. No, no. Like parents, I, I wouldn't parents be calling him that, that was in like, my mom did. Yeah, I was going to say, but would you have, if you were, if that was your child? It depends on how traumatized they were. I mean, I yeah. came home pretty freaked out mm-hmm. and mom remembers that I was freaked out. Mm-hmm. Our mom. Because like, be like, that was, even that was, found out, it was, yeah. Even though we found out it was like fake, it was mm-hmm. just like, well, gross. Like uh-huh. you just scared the crap out of me and I can't stop thinking about it, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but we're talking kind of about other people being involved in these. Right. Mm-hmm. So this girl was babysitting a family. Their home was set kind of on its own, down a road, like just kind of the whole <sighs> mm-hmm. scenario of like, yeah. it's a big house and it's kind of secluded. And so you're already not loving being there. Yeah. So this girl's babysitting and she gets all the kids to bed and there is a door in the kitchen that leads to the outside. Okay. So she hears the phone ring and while she's getting off the phone, all of a sudden, the door that leads to the outside in the kitchen, the door handle starts going. Oh, you guys, the jiggle. Yeah. The jiggle. Is and so horrifying. she's like, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. So she doesn't know what to do. But next thing she knows, she hears screams <gasps> coming from one of the bedrooms stop in the kids. Stop, stop. Well, this was in a house that if, if you remember those windows that you like, they're in a lot of schools and older homes. Like you press you, you out, crank the little thing and then they like tilt. Oh, yeah. Tilt outward. Uh-huh. Um, not the safest thing, uh-uh. but anyway, she goes up into the like toddler's room. Yeah. To go check on. And the there's screen. a hand <gasps> reaching through. Cause she, they had opened that window to like let some cool air in. There was a hand Stop. reaching through <gasps> and the kid was screaming. Oh so my. she like scoops up the kid oh my and runs down into, to call back down into the kitchen to call 
911 or whatever. Yeah. And while she's there, she sets the kid down and grabs the phone. And then the door handle still. Oh, my word. So she is panicked. And the little kid goes, mommy, thinking the mommy's <gasps> home and goes, goes to the door and opens the door. And then she just sees someone running away. Oh, my gosh. It was guy friends pranking her. You guys, those are not those are not cool pranks. Yeah, they are not your friends. No, they're okay, not. They're they not. They do not care about you if they are going to do those kinds of things. So I'm sure they knew she was babysitting that night. She yeah. probably expressed, "Oh, I get nervous to go to this house or right. whatever." Mm-hmm. Careful the information you give out, I guess. And I'm at this and this address. Right. And it's really secluded, and I get scared out there. No. If I ever that. hear my son's doing this, I'm going to whoop him. Yeah, that is messed up. Don't you scare a girl <laughs> like that. It's not okay. Oh, no. Well, okay. Also on the line of babysitting, I recently had a babysitter come over and a package had come to my door. And so when she came... A bomb. If, if, if you catch up with our Instagram, you yeah, know. You and, know. And then on top of that, I got this wildly ginormous package for this eight-inch bowl or yeah, six-inch yeah. bowl. I just get weird packages. So... This is even funnier because of that. So when she comes to my door, she was just a couple minutes late. And I, so I was kind of hurrying. Okay. And so there was a package on my doorstep and I was like, oh, I've got a box. And I pulled it out. I pulled it into the house, set it on the counter, started opening it. And I'm like, you know what? I don't have time. I'm going to open it when I get home. I'm like, I wonder what it is. It was wet on the bottom. And I thought maybe it just got wet in the truck, you know, that day uh or whatever. So it sat on my counter and I gave her the spiel, leave. So my husband and I get home. He's like, what's this box? I'm like, I don't know. It's kind of wet. I went to open it before, but I didn't have time. Mm-hmm. And he goes, oh my gosh, it's the lobsters what? I ordered. <laughs> well, he ordered lobsters? So through his work, there's a company that like, if you do X amount of, you know, business with them, they will send you fresh lobster. Really? Live lobster. What? <laughs> and on ice. Oh my. To cook. Oh my gosh. Which is, was delicious. Yeah. But. She goes, she turns around. She's like, oh my gosh, I thought I was going crazy. I was so sure that that box was kind of moving and making noise. And she's like, and I was like, is there a live animal in there? And it was wet. Yes. There is so much. The ice was like melting in there. So she was pretty scared of this package and what it could be. And it, there were, it was indeed a live animal in there. And so I'm like, oh my gosh. Okay. And she was like, what's a lobster? And I was like, do you not like seafood? And she's like, we don't eat like any seafood or anything. And I said, do you want to come see it? And she's like, um, I'm good. Not really. <laughs> oh my gosh, I felt bad. Was... She didn't text me or anything uh-huh. to be like, she was just, something's weird. She just sat nervous Panicked. about this box. <laughs> so once again, the packaging saga at the Crofts continues. Oh my word. That is so funny. Okay. Well, this girl sent me a story. And she said that they were in downtown Salt Lake and um, she was with her whole family and they walk past a homeless guy mm-hmm. and, you know, doesn't think that much of it. Like Salt Lake is a big city, you know, yeah. um, but all of a sudden he jumps up off the ground and yells, wait, come back and starts just chasing him. So they just start running as fast as they can. And she goes, I about push over my mom to get away from this guy. <laughs> Finally, they realize this homeless guy's dog had just run off and he was running to try to go get the yes. dog. But they basically thought that they were being attacked. Yeah. Okay. All of a sudden someone's running full speed at, at you. you. Wake him back. No. Well, that's just like the thing where she was pointing at the, at the at sliding this, door yeah. and she thought she was pointing someone behind him. Yeah. Right. <laughs> So mistaken identity. Yes. Well, I was driving. My friend submitted the story and I had forgotten about this. So it 
again, brought up that memory. We were driving. We were about 17. We were in her old truck. We were kind of in like the downtown area. So, you know, you're just, always, like I said, everything's a little more heightened. Yeah. And these guys, they were old, older, quite oh, a bit older. Not like an old man, but like. Not like not, someone you would date or hang out with at okay. this age at 17. Okay. So they kind of seem to be following us and like trying to get our attention. So we're kind of trying to just ignore them because we're like, what the heck? Like these creeps, you know? Yeah. Ah, they're following us. And, and I'm pretty sure my friend was kind of trying to purposefully change lanes or make turns to kind of like lose them. see if they were following us mm-hmm. and lose them. And they just kept on. And we started being like, oh my gosh, like we're being <laughs> followed. We can't stop the car. Yeah. If you stop, that's when they get you. But then you can't go home because then they know where Lead you live. Lead them to your address. So no. we're starting to freak out. And we finally get up to like a stoplight. And the car ends up pulling next to us. And we were like, ah, we're either going to shoot us or get into our car or whatever. Mm-hmm. And finally they tell us to unroll our window. And we're like, okay. So we unroll our window and they're like, your tailpipe is literally been being dragged and you were dragging, you were sparking all behind <laughs> your truck. So we tried to pull over and find the, the tailpipe uh-huh. in like the field because it had flown. Oh, it flown away? Yeah. <laughs> we never could find the tailpipe. So oh, she just word. spent the rest of high school driving with this really loud old truck. <laughs> um, anyway, but we were dying because we sat, we sat there and tried to ditch these guys and we're terrified. Uh-huh. And all they were trying to do was tell us that we were literally sparking up the road with a dragging piece <laughs> of the car. And they're just like, they are chasing you. They are chasing, they are chasing, us, chasing but you. trying to be nice, trying to help. But I do have to laugh at the extent that people will go to, to tell you that your tail lights out. Have you, <laughs> I've had multiple people be like flashing, honking, flashing, honking, pulling uh-huh. over, roll your window down. I'm like, wow, like you really care. Are, you're concerned about this yeah. a lot. And because I first am like really nervous about you <laughs> and I'm like, what's happening? Okay. I'll get over. Like yeah. they're mad. Mm-hmm. I'm like. It's just a taillight, man. I can see where it's like the tailpipe was dragging. Yeah, and sparking. sparking and causing a fire hazard. Right. But a taillight, if you can't get their attention after a little honk and a little... Just move on, yeah, people. move along. I'm sure a cop will pull them over with a fix-it <laughs> ticket. And... Anyway. Oh, man. But um, we were talking a little bit about pranks, you know, and that plays into a lot of these. We're finding people suck. Um, <laughs> it's not cool, guys. It's not it's cool not. to scare people. It is not. Um, well, this girl, she was a fitness instructor and Mm -hmm. she, I believe she was teaching a class at night, um, at this gym and the gym that she taught at her back would face like the doors Mm -hmm. and she had a a class full of women, AKA pervs catnip. Oh my gosh. I mean, really like if they want to just be pervy and there's these windows of women, like what can they do if don't stand on the sidewalk, sir? You know? Uh So anyway, um, all of a sudden while she's teaching, the women just start to scream and point and she turns around and she sees a man with a giant horse mask. What? Standing, <laughs> sorry, standing in that window. Luckily, they were probably all scared. I should yes, laugh. Like they were like, because ah! imagine you're all there and your little you're little like, clothes jumping around. Six, and then this eight. like this man with a horse mask <laughs> is standing in the window. Well, she immediately connects that it was one of her friend's husbands trying to scare her. Somehow, maybe she oh knew they my. had that mask. I'm not sure, but not before freaking all these women out. Yeah. And it just so happened one lady had brought her like nine year old daughter uh-huh. to that class that day. Yeah. And she refused to come back after that. Oh, never no. would because she was so scared. Oh, poor thing. So she's like, I thought it was hilarious, but, but they did not. And that kid won't ever go back. Well, I wouldn't try to scare other, a whole group of women that I don't know. Right. Like and if you, you really do look like a perv. Yeah. Real. You look like a, like someone who's got mal, you know, bad intention. Yes. And yeah. Well, yeah, at least you guys, at least they knew like it wasn't a real 
Horsehead man. Right. <laughs> Most of these stories, we've had like a resolution mm-hmm. to it. Yeah, but we got this message from our friend and she said that she was at cheer camp and they went to Bear Lake for a cheer camp. Bear Lake is a, a northern Utah lake, southern Idaho lake. It, it goes across the border. It's huge. Yeah. And there and are deep, very deep. And it's got this really like almost oceany blue water. Yeah. It's pretty uncommon actually to have that kind of lake in this area. A lot of the lakes are more like brown. Yeah. Because we're like in the mountains. Right. In, in the desert. Right. You know, tundra. So, <laughs> so this lake is kind of unusual. Yeah. There's always been rumors about a bear lake monster. Yes. It's urban legend. Yeah. But no one really believes it. Right. Well, this girl believes because when she was at cheer camp, her and her fellow cheerleaders decided to go out for a night swim. Hard pass. Oh, Dark water. You no, be thanks. Me. no thanks. No yeah. thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and so they really wanted to go on one of those water trampolines, but they didn't want to pay the money to do that. Everybody wants a water trampoline, but no, no one, one wants, wants to foot the bill for the water trampoline. <laughs> it's true. My friends and I water trampoline hopped one time about lunch hour because a bunch of people had gone into the cabins, you know, to eat lunch. Eat lunch and so we were like, those look fun. <laughs> All the little blow up things with the tramps, you know, they're yeah. So they had the same idea, but they thought, okay, well, nobody at the rental place is out there in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. So let's go out there. So they go and they just start swimming out to the tramps and they're all, they're in a big bunch swimming. And all of a sudden one of the girls that's in the front just stops. And then they all kind of like dog pile together. You know how it's like, dominoes kind of, and they look forward and they see like two eyes. And they see, uh, yeah. they see what she describes as like a large crocodile snout, like Peter Pan style, where it's just right. re- resting on the water and you see the snout and, and then the, the eyes resting on top. Yeah. And she said, they swam so fast to that trampoline. Like they couldn't Scrambled even, on. they couldn't even believe how fast they swam. And they just sat on that trampoline for what seemed like hours. Cried. They, they cried. They prayed. They sang religious songs and they, <laughs> oh, I- well, and what do you do? Because she was saying, we are now sitting ducks yeah. in a tramp with a monster lurking below. Yeah. But they couldn't stay out there all night. Actually, I I would have. I would have stayed out there all night. Who hasn't slept on a tramp? Come on. Just maybe a floating one with a beast below changes <laughs> things. But they jumped back in. They ended up being like, okay, we've got to get back. And so they swam back in like so fast. Once I again. literally don't know if I could have gotten back in. I don't think I would have, honestly. But like if your friends decide I'm going, you're like, I what, I'm going to be out here alone on the tramp? Right. I guess I just go in the group. And once again, I'm a pretty good swimmer, pretty fast yeah. swimmer. Uh, <laughs> Brit's like kicking her friends hard so they like can't swim. But you guys, no resolution. Yeah. She fully believes in the Bear Lake monster. And, and she's and will, spoken. And will, and will testify of that yes, to this and day. And she has since spoken to many a friend that they have said they have seen it. And so. I frequent Bear Lake. And... It's going to take me a little something extra to get in. Beware. This won't go at night. (laughs) Okay. Well, you guys, I have swam in open water in the dark and it was very foolish. And I can't believe I did it because you guys know how scared I am. But we were in Hawaii. And so on the big island of Hawaii, there's this area where you can swim with manta rays. And it's like the only place, one of the only places in the world that you can do this. So it's like a really cool tourist thing. And they charter boats, but you have to swim with them at night. Because that's when they come out. And also it's because they're attracted to the light. And right? so what these tourist boats do is they shine this big spotlight into the water and the manta rays are attracted to the light. So they'll come and swim with the tourists and they're like harmless and it's really fun and everything like that. But 
we had lived on this island and I didn't want to go pay the tourist money to go on the boat. And it's I just frugal, thought, guys. So you know how some people like <laughs> DIY, like Halloween costumes and stuff like Brit, like DIYs excursions. <laughs> so I was like, I, and so she's like, how hard can it be swimming with gigantic prehistoric animals <laughs> with a flashlight? What so, could go wrong? Well, but really in my heart though, I was like, if there's a tour boat out there with a bunch of tourists, I'm going to feel more than comfortable. And if I'm speaking my truth, I am flabbergasted that you did this. I know. I, I don't mean to rag on you this episode. I feel like I have a little bit. I yeah. don't. I think the world of you. Are you buying me Chick-fil-A this but afternoon? I- like you're going to get with your kids? Um, I just am like, when Britt called me and told me this, I was like speechless. Well, yeah. This is something Britt would, Britt would not even ride what is now the Incredicoaster. <laughs> like, no, she wouldn't. And But she will dive at night. In the ocean? Five feet big manta rays. So what, so what happened was we had some friends and they had done this before where they, they just kind of like, I guess not, um, not wedding crash. They like crash, sort of cra- crash this tourist group where they just join the tourist well, group. Well, they just sort of like stumble upon the tourist group and uh-huh. it's not like they're doing a head count in the water. Right. And they can't just be like, you're also in the ocean that our, our group is in. So you, you owe us money. Like huh? you don't own the ocean. Right. So you're like, you can just show up. And so I thought I could totally do that with a big spotlight and lots of other tourists. I'm totally Mm -hmm. comfortable with that. I had not thought about how to get out there. So we get to the location and our friend that had done it before, he's like, okay, this is where we jump in. And it's like rocky, dark Mm -hmm. waves crashing. And he hands us a pool noodle and me a flashlight. My husband does not have the flashlight. I probably should have given it to him because he, like, I wasn't even looking under the water. I was, cause I didn't want to see what was down there. Uh-huh. So I should have just given the flashlight to someone else. Cause I didn't even, I like, basically my eyes were almost closed. You're like, I'm basically just here. I'm and- existing, <laughs> not experiencing. I was just trying to paddle, like doggy paddle almost. Cause my head was up above the water. Cause mm-hmm. I didn't want to go look, look down and see anything. We were in 30 feet of ocean water mm-hmm. in the dark folks. And I, w- my heart was pumping. I was so scared. So we f- we're swimming and it's like a hundred yards mm-hmm. from this rocky wave crashy area that we entered the ocean in. We swim like a football field's length to this tourist group. Once we get there, you guys, it actually is pretty magical. They, there are these huge, but they're like friendly. They like, they like do flips in the water cause they like love interacting and they love like the light. And so they're like these friendly little, like not little big things. And so you can like touch them and swim with them and it really is magical. And so I was like, Oh, okay, this is great. Once again, I didn't, I didn't think through after. Yeah. Once they pull off a tourist onto the boat and turn off the floodlight, you are sitting there in the water with in the dark. With a single person flashlight. With a single person flashlight and a pool noodle. Yeah. And 25 foot wide manta rays. They're very friendly though. When she said 20, pause, five, five foot, foot wide, like, not like 25 foot no, wide. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> just just That's to clarify. Uh, <laughs> speaking of otherworldly. Yeah. Um, but so we're, so the light turns off and we're in there with all these animals. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, okay. We got to go. You couldn't have given me a five minute countdown, like five minutes left. <laughs> the tour guide's like, I know what you guys are trying to do. We're out. We're going to scare the Jesus out of these. <laughs> so we're like, okay, loaders. time to turn around, time to turn around. And once again, I'm swimming for my life mm-hmm. because now there's no boat. There's no light. It's just me, my husband, and our one friend, and these little underwater flashlights and we and pool noodles. And I'm swimming for my life. My heart is pounding. My husband is behind me. All of a sudden, he sees a dark shadow come underneath mm-hmm. him. 
and he is just panicking. And we, and we're like, like his flippers are just like, and I'm like, oh my gosh. So I, I speed up, I speed up. And our friend is leading the way and he climbs up on the rocks and he's like, yelling to us like, hang on, let me get all unsituated and I'll pull you in. And I was like, forget that man. And I just scrambled. Don't up, need you. Don't need you. I scrambled up the rock with my pool noodle and my flippers and my flashlight. Like I did not even know what was happening. And my husband comes out and he goes, I saw a dark shadow. And I go, what? And I said, I just sped up because you sped up. He goes, a dark shadow swam underneath me. He goes, I almost had a heart attack. <laughs> it turns out, it turns out it was just one of the manta rays that had continued to swim by us because we had little water flashlights. Yep. But you guys, it could have been a shark. It could yeah. have been a great white. It could have been a giant squid to take us down. It could have been the kraken. Like we were horrified. The kraken, the bear lake monster. The bear lake I mean, monster. Hawaii, I mean, you know. you know what? That thing goes wherever. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> pretty sure. <laughs> well, I've got a few un- unsolved ones, just me, myself. Okay. You can go on with those. So the other, like a few months ago, it was probably almost oh, six months ago. Um, I was driving my kids to school. And I look up in the sky and I stop, <laughs> stop. This is real. This is I real. got a text that morning <laughs> and was giggling. So I look up in the sky and I see something really shiny. It had like the sun was reflecting off of it. And I look up and I go, what is that? And my older daughter was in the front seat next to me. And so she saw it too. She goes, I don't know. And I was like, that's so weird. It like seemed kind of like, um, chrome, like silver and shiny, like, and like a 3d object. Like almost, I told Allison, it was like a Krispy Kreme hat, yes. like, like <laughs> the shape. Yeah. And I was, and she and I were both like, what is that? But then I had to look at the road to, to make a turn. And so I was like, let me make this turn. And then I'm going to look at it again. And I turned and I looked up and it was gone. You guys, it had vanished. So the text I receive is <laughs> I saw a UFO this morning. <laughs> Which, when you say UFO, it's a correct term, unidentified flying. Like you object, don't know what it you is. Didn't know what it was. It, it's not necessarily from aliens. It's just unknown. So I start to Google image it, trying to find, mm-hmm. and we found one that you said was pretty similar. similar. But then my husband goes, "Well, tons of people have been seeing UFOs this year. Well, There's like an increased number, right?" And Britt was like. We kind of live near Hill Air Force Base where all the sonar equipment and all those types of things. So yeah, they're going to come this way. So you guys, that's my story. Like I saw, I saw the UFO and my daughter testifies with it too. And she testifies to you. There is life on other planets. That, I don't, I don't, I mean, it could be from a, could be a, a government agency. Right. Like it could, could be another country, a country like Area 52 spying. Isn't it called Area 52? Area 51. I thought you were taking it to the next level with Area 52. You just got the number wrong. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Just got it wrong. Yep. But I don't know. Are we still, and then I have another one unsolved. Okay. One time my husband and I, we were just getting ready for bed and kind of like laying down. And all of a sudden I heard this noise that sounded like a, like a muffled cell phone ring, like. Mm-hmm. And it, and I almost thought I was imagining it. Yeah. Or like, cause you're starting to fall asleep. Yeah. And then a few minutes later, my husband goes, did you hear that noise? And so I was like, wait, I'm not imagining it. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden like, ding, you know, like alarm bells. And I said, didn't it sound like a cell phone? He said, yeah. Coming from under the bed. I said, it did sound like it was coming from under the bed. <laughs> you guys, you <laughs> You are right. It's under the bed. And you, but you guys, our bed is so low. Yes, it is. So there, there is under there. So you guys, we never figured out what it was, but we both. I know what it is. What? One of the aliens knows that you saw them. Oh my gosh. And they planted a phone in my mattress. under the bed. (laughs) 
<laughs> you thought he was under the dining table this whole time. He was under the bed, Brit. So you guys, I don't know what's going down. I hope I'm here to do another episode for you that some, some government agency, if anybody has some sage, you can send Brit. <laughs> or if some government agency is listening in, trying to figure out my, she's not my, a threat. My sighting. I'm very much not a threat. Disarm. This is neutral. Neutral. Yeah. <laughs> that is so funny. Um, all right. Well, we're going to end this with one of ours, a joint shared one. I think mm-hmm. we've weighed in quite a bit with ours as well, but we've had some awesome submissions. Maybe we should, maybe we should train, change our like intro little song to being like mostly our stories and sometimes your guys' <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we just have stories. That is our I, life. I don't, I don't know. That how is to... why we started the podcast because people would be like, you have the best, craziest stories. Like, yeah, we need something to do with these things. Yes. They can't just live inside us. And <laughs> honestly, like, might as well somehow benefit from them. I yeah. mean, we're not making any money yet, but... <laughs> We're making friends. We really like to make friends with you guys. Yeah, it's fun. But anyway, okay, last story. So we are on a girl's trip with some friends, Britt and I. Mm -hmm. We are in St. George, Utah. And we had, okay, let me ask you this. Was that after our hike day? So we were pretty exhausted, right? Yeah. We were pretty exhausted. We had gone to, no, we We hiked Angel's Landing. Oh, did we go? That was spot day. Never mind. We weren't exhausted. (laughs) We had gone to a spa. So we decided let's not like get makeup on and get ready. Let's go get takeout. Mm -hmm. So we go to this Thai restaurant that's packed. And so it's got a big wait to get our takeout. And it's in this little area. It's like a kind of like a, it's almost like an outdoor mall, but it's like an outdoor, it's got just like an outdoor shopping area. It's got tons of like little restaurants. It's really cute. And like, it's kind of like this little square. Yeah. It's like a little common area. Yeah. So it has businesses, restaurants, stores all that. Mm-hmm. So we were kind of out in the little courtyard. courtyard area waiting for food. And there was a couple other people sitting at tables near us waiting. And we were pretty tired, ready to go back waiting. All of a sudden oh we gosh. hear gunshots. Like, like pop, 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 pop. And we're like, Oh, what? And, and we like, all kind of perk up and like our eyes are shooting, darting like back and forth to each other. Like what? wondering if anybody else is nervous. Uh-huh. And then the table next to us is a husband and wife. And they're doing the same and thing. And they're doing the same thing. And they're looking around. And the 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 pattern and the rhythm, it literally was like... It sounded like a shooting. Yes, was happening. And we're in this... It's a weekend and there's people all over in restaurants uh-huh. and all this stuff. So we... The the guy and his wife next to us, they just... They goes, just leave their food. He looked at her and goes, run. And so we all of a sudden were like, run. Oh my gosh. So we jump up and we start to just book out of this courtyard. But the problem is, is we kind of fanned a little bit. Like I, That's our one friend, everyone's instincts are different, right? Um, our one friend runs into the Thai restaurant and I start to follow her. Allison grabs my hand and is like, don't go inside. But our other friend, it was too late. She was already inside. So the rest, so me, Allison and our other friend just start running just straight out, like toward- trying to get out of the complex to get to the car yeah. where we were parked. And we left our other friend behind because I wasn't <laughs> doing a head count. Uh-huh. I just, we all ran and I assumed we were all running With together us. and uh-huh. I saw Britt go and I grabbed her wrist and was like, no. And I pulled her and we start to run. And as, I mean, it was a bit of a run. Yeah. And as we get up these stairs and out into the parking lot, uh-huh. I'm yelling, Where's Aaron, our friend? Yeah. And we were like, she wasn't with us. And then the other couple that was with us, they had run the distance with us. Yeah. And she was like shaky and, and they were like, Oh my gosh. Was she pregnant? Yeah. She was pregnant. Like she was shaky and, and she was like, Oh my gosh. Like that, what was that? Like, meanwhile, uh our friend is in the bathroom at the Thai restaurant. restaurant. She has run into the Thai restaurant, into Into the the bathroom bathroom, and people were in the bathroom and going ready, getting ready to walk out. And she put her hands on the door. She barricades the doors inside the bathroom and says, I don't know what's happening. There might be a shooting out there. And all of them were like, what? What? And there's people in the stalls like, she's like, so just stay here. (laughs) 
And they're all like, okay. And so everyone's just huddled in the bathroom. So this wife's all shaken up. Well, the husband's like, hang on, hang on. He turns around and he kind of starts to walk back. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh my gosh, why is he walking back? Yeah. And <laughs> he comes back. He's like, "I guys, it's fine. I'm like, how do you know? Yeah. Says who? Yeah. The shooter? He says, it's fine? Like, <laughs> he says, like, guys, says, come fine. on Don't down worry. here. Don't worry about it. So all of a sudden he's like, I think it's was fireworks. <laughs> And we, me and my friend, lose it and ball. We are on the bench with our heads like between (laughs) our knees. I am bawling. You guys, it was the most scared I've ever been. It turns out like the local high school was having a football game or something and they were shooting off fireworks. I don't know if it was homecoming. homecoming. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. So meanwhile, our other friend is still barricaded. It's still barricaded in the bathroom. So we, we, we go down to get her out. And we're all really emotional and shaky. And the guy. Some of us more than others, <laughs> aka me. <laughs> so we get our friend out and get people out of the bathroom because <laughs> it's not a shooting. <laughs> and, and so we're like, you know, in tears, really shaken up and, and like just really flustered. Around the, around the counter comes the manager with our bags of food and we have, we're sobbing. <laughs> we're like, our mascara is running and like we're shaky and he's like, Oh my gosh. Are you guys okay? And we were like, um, uh, we thought there was an active shooter. <laughs> guys, and active shooters aren't a funny subject. No, no. But it's only horrifying. funny because it, it wasn't, wasn't real. That. And, and he looks at us like, oh no. And he like opens his arms and, and we he all gave us this brought it in giant, with like this giant hug. Group hug with the Thai food restaurant yeah. manager. He's like, oh my gosh, ladies. And, he, <laughs> and he's like, you wait here. I'm going to go throw in some extra mango sticky rice, which by the way is bomb. bomb. And so we got some extra food, extra dessert and got a hug from the manager. We got back to the little condo we were staying at and I'm like, I have a stomach ache. Like Like, I could not eat. It felt really weird and that we were running for our lives. Yes. It was crazy. Yeah. It was the absolute wildest thing I've ever been through. (laughs) We hiked Angel's Landing that trip too. So it's just like a lot of adrenaline on that trip. Yeah. It was a lot. It was intense. So anyway, you guys, thank you so much again for gabbing with us. We're glad we could do kind of a round two on this subject because yeah, it was just, a fun one. It was a fun one. And, and we hope that, you know, a lot of our episodes, we want them to be just like funny and giggling stuff. I mean, as you probably can tell, we add a little extra drama. We wanted it to be a little spooky. Um, so I hope that you kind of had like a, a roller coaster of emotions. Is what we, we hope that you see tonight. We hope we <laughs> hope that we put you on a yeah a roller coaster of emotions. Maybe we didn't because maybe people were like, we know this is going to be fine. So right? I'm not like, scared at we, all. We already prefaced it by saying these are scary, but they're going to be fine. Maybe we right. should have taken that out. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's all good. Oh, we good. hope you guys in at least have been having fun. Yes, and. And we hope that if you're ever in a situation where you think your life's in danger, that you do. That it's not. That, that, you know what? You did the right thing by calling 911. And we're glad that you're just okay right now. And just remember, someday you'll laugh and cry about this. <laughs> Don't forget to um, rate, review, subscribe, follow us on Instagram. Um, it helps us grow and helps us to continue to be able to do our fun Gap Fest episodes for you guys. Also, be sure to follow our sponsors. Support mm-hmm. them too because supporting them supports helps us, us yes. because they will want to continue being a part of our podcast if they know it's worth it for them. Yeah. So do us a solid, do those few things, and that way we can keep on gabbing with you. All right. Bye, guys. Happy next time. Happy Halloween. <laughs>
Today's episode is sponsored by Libby's Bracelets. A friend of mine turned me on to Libby's bracelets. She had some super cute ones on and she even had them on her kids and they were adorable. So I went and checked them out. It's at Libby's bracelets on Instagram. That's Libby's with an IES. Libby's bracelets are made of lightweight, flat glass beads so they can be worn doing any activity. They're not gonna get in the way. You can dress them up for night or dress them down for leisure. And they are handmade right here in Utah. So go check out Libby's bracelets on Instagram. 